I'm good. Beautiful. <laughs> and, and and away we go. And away. For CJLO News, I'm Patricia Pizzilliang. Montreal City Council unanimously declared Montreal a sanctuary city on Monday. According to CTV News, the city will provide regular services such as food and housing to people without status or documentation and will not report them to federal authorities. Montreal Mayor Denis Coderre led this campaign and previously served as Canada's immigration minister. Twelve venomous snakes were stolen from a home in Thorold, Ontario, on Tuesday. According to CTV News, Ontario has some of Canada's most lenient exotic pet laws, with restrictions being placed only on killer whales and pit bulls. Niagara Regional Police suspect that the animals were stolen for sale into the exotic animal industry and are asking anyone with information to come forward. The former head of the National Intelligence Agency in Gambia has been detained for torturing and killing the political opponents of former President Yaya Jammeh. According to Reuters, former directors Yankuba Baji, Sheikh Omar Jang, and 51 other people working directly for Jammeh were arrested this week. The National Intelligence Agency was infamous for being the state's most feared institution and is being reformed by Gambia's new leader, President Adama Barrow. To hear the newscast and learn more about the news team, visit cjlo.com news. This has been a CJLO production. What's up, everybody? Geektastic Cypher here on CJLO 1690 AM. We're in the studio. Hopefully you guys are excited. We're going to be doing something special. We have uh, with us the one and only Proto Man. Yo, yo. Proto, Proto Man. Do you want to tell people where the name comes from? Introduce yourself a little? My name's Proto Man. Uh, I'm kind of a big deal in the uh, in the toy community, and uh, especially in the Transformer community and yes. in the world. Um, I've worked with Hasbro. I've worked with IDW Comics, and I'd like to consider myself quite the privileged fan. But, <laughs> but the funny thing is, me and uh, Doc here, we actually go back... Elementary school. 20, 23 years or something. Oh, and, you, my and, God. and actually, I'm going to surprise him here today because um, the first time that I knew that, that Doc here was legit, like legit, like, you know, part of our crew of like, yeah. the geeks even back then was, <laughs> I remember in grade six, he was sitting in the back of English class and he busted out one of these. Oh, man. Oh, uh, see, I, I pulled out. See, obviously, it's the magic. I know, of, yeah. <laughs> the magic of radio. They're like, well, what did he just pull out? They just whip it out, you know? <laughs> pulled out one of these you know um i pulled out a uh, biker mice from mars that's I remember, awesome i remember you had one of these and you were messing with it in the back of the class i haven't had a biker mice from mars action mars action figure in so long uh i had that i had ninja turtles i had ghostbusters i just remember i was so jealous when you had that i was, I was like <laughs> where'd you get that moto i know <laughs> where'd you get yours oh, i'm crazy I, you know when you run these shows guess what you could get this weekend uh, uh, which is actually exactly the segue I wanted. Uh, what? Let, let's plug it right from the get-go. If you guys haven't been hearing us talk about it for the last few weeks, you better be listening right now. Retro Expo MTL is going to be happening on the 26th at the Delta Hotel, 475 President Kennedy, downtown Montreal. Place R Metro, right? Is the that's, the, one? that's the closest one. It's like a three-minute walk from it. But it's also just so central. Like it's it's it's, it's close to everything. If, if you get off of Chinatowns, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's 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 all a walk away. It's close to everything. And that's awesome, man. Uh, what made you decide to start doing toy cons in Montreal? Well, even though I live in Montreal, like I was doing a lot of shows in Toronto. Yeah. Because that was a really big scene over there. It's it's a lot more anglophone. It's just you you just it just bleeds like the simplicity of you just set up and people come. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, there there was less issues in Toronto. You don't need to be near a metro. You know, yeah. like there's there's more of a car driving culture there. But I started noticing like it started getting to a point that me and my friends were getting frustrated because we were literally jumping into a car, driving seven hours to Toronto to do a one day show, and then running back so we could get back for work on, yeah. on Monday morning. And we were like, why are we doing this? And again, I don't want to knock like uh, like Comic Con or anything. No, no, they, no, they do what they do. But we needed to have something that was kind of that in between. Yeah, you know. And we, Skinny just walked in. 
So and, we'll let him get on in a real se- in a second. Let him get settled. And uh, we just needed that like that in between that that kind of because the thing with Comic Con was um, tables are pretty expensive. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And I knew a lot of guys that while they were hardcore fans, you know, sometimes dropping nine hundred bones for a weekend is is quite a bit. So you know, to have some kind of entry. You know, level and us. It was like we started first at, at like fifty bucks a table, and now it's we've grown to the point that we could affordably run the show on seventy. Yeah, and I mean that's I, I challenge anyone to show me lower table prices than that in town. But it was just to to create a love of toys and and action figures and stuff like that, and create an affordable environment where it's only five bucks to get in. Kids get in free. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's it's that kind of thing. And, and there was a. I mean, one of the th- the reasons that I like it so much is because. I mean, the first one you did was right next to my house, so I couldn't complain. <laughs> I mean, the first one you did, I try. I was just like, I can't spend too much money. But then when I think in my head of like, well, because what happens is when I go to these events, I, I tend to buy so much that it's uncomfortable to, to travel. To move around. Yeah, like remember when I bought the Metroplex? Exactly, I, from Comic-Con. Yeah, I bought Metroplex at Comic-Con, and I had other stuff. So I had a full school bag and this like two-foot-tall... Is it how tall? Is almost it, it's it's about a foot and a half. To give yeah. people a perspective, it's it's you would have been better off carrying a baby. Yes, around, exactly. <laughs> It'd be easier to carry a newborn than it is to carry Metroplex. Yeah. And I was carrying this on the Metro, and um, author Michelle Franklin, who's a friend of mine, was with me and just watching me like caress it on the Metro <laughs> and like kiss it. And I was just like, "You're coming home with me." And people were just staring at me, and she was loving it because people were just like, "What is this dude doing?" But yeah, I mean, action figures have always been, like you said, I, I mean, grade six, I had one of those, yep. uh, Biker Mice from Mars, uh, and I just always really liked uh, collecting. Grade five, I, I used to have a lot of Transformers, like the, the, the newer ones, the ones that had the like, the ones that didn't transform, but had attachments that did things. You're talking about the Action Masters. Yeah, like Bumblebee had like a helicopter That's thing. That's the Action Masters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was weird. I, I, I remember thinking, why did, why don't these transform? But it was also really cool. Yeah, it was it was a fun collection. Uh, and um, and I mean, you and I both we went to see. We're going to talk about this a little bit later. Oh yeah. In any case, uh, Skinny, I'm no, I've known this guy forever. <laughs> yeah, Skinny's in the studio. Uh, we're going to start up, up with the DTD. So uh, you're, you're starting this week for sure. I'm starting this week. Oh yeah, you're starting this week. Uh, yeah. This I mean, I almost want to ask Daniel to start because when I showed him the list, he he literally said that's easy. Oh yeah, I was oh, just yeah? like, really? Oh yeah. Okay. Oh, right. I'm. A, you have to understand, like, I know all this stuff. This is like this oh. is my life. This yeah, stuff. he's gonna act like legit break down nerd oh, yeah. style, like why he's gonna pick oh, yeah. each one. You see, you don't so, understand, but I'm now coming into this thing. Like, I've I've been big on ACBA now. I'm like, okay. I'm, I'm I'm a Marvel Legends. Like, I won't even say collector. I'm more like a uh, how do you say? Spent all his money real quick and just yeah. got everything <laughs> yeah. like within a year I've, and that's an expensive hobby the, the yeah. legend stuff yeah, yeah i started off with like five figures i think november 2015 that's now always I'm at, your first cigarette yeah, yeah. <laughs> now i'm at like i don't know 105 i picked Shaking. up glasses last yeah. week my wallet's oh done. galactus there you go that's yeah, all you yeah, need yeah. to hear my, my wallet's finished so it's uh you know you know so we're gonna start it off with the dtd so hopefully you guys are all ready and set i'm gonna get my live mic in so <laughs> For those of you who don't know uh, what DTD is, it's Drain, Team Up, Defeat, where you drain one, team up with the other, and defeat. You don't have to do it necessarily in that order, as in you don't have to drain the power from one, team up with the other to defeat the last one, but you can approach it that way if you like. This week, we're going to be doing it with a throwback to the 80s and 90s cartoon super teams. I mean, Masters of the Universe wasn't as much a super team, but... It's a one-man show, I kind of feel, but... Yeah. Uh, Mask. It's in the name. Yeah. Mask. (laughs) Versus G.I. Joe versus Master of the Universe. I mean, he still had a team, though. He, he was, did. Yeah, he wasn't by himself, but he also didn't have as big. So We're talking about Mask here or Duke and his G.I. No, Mask, G.I. Joe, but then Master of the Universe, He-Man, he, he had a crew with him. He had his crew, Man of Arms. Big old cat. Yeah, and a wizard and yeah. man at arms. Man of arms. Yeah, exactly. Orko. That's what I'm saying. So and the, the wizard lady that hung out at Castle Sor- Grayskull, sorceress. Yeah. Sorry, sorceress. Sorceress. <laughs> He's gonna. This Excuse is, me, sir. Yeah, I was gonna I'm say this is why it's it, ruled it, tonight. It, it's sorceress from the 1982 Mattel line. <laughs> 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 okay, so Daniel, first drain team up defeat. How? What order would you do? Um. Well, for sure, we're gonna drain mask. Um, okay. As much as I love mask, and mask is actually one of the first ever cartoon series that had like a multicultural 
total team. Yeah. Even before mm. G- like it's it's got like a black guy, it's got an Asian guy. It's like, true. true. Like, and and it wasn't just like the black guy's the black guy. Yeah. He doesn't he doesn't he doesn't he doesn't rap. You know, the Asian guy isn't just the tech guy. You know, like they they were just hey he's the black guy and yeah, his, name is, good- his name's Honda for some reason. <laughs> yeah. Like, like but no, it was he's it, just a dude. He's yeah. just a dude, and and that's what I like. I like it when it's like it's 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 a team that's multi ethnic, but it's not just you know. It is for what Stereotypes. it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. where where GI Joe is kind of guilty of that, but I would oh, yeah. still drain mask. Unfortunately, because um, unfor- like well, you know, dra- no, draining's good because you're absorbing all their powers and yeah, you get like, yeah, like but it's still like they're the ones kind of like eh, you know, because <laughs> you know they they got the cool vehicles and stuff, but yeah. um, it's all about the masks and the masks don't really do that much. Yeah, true. Um, and. It's it, the funny thing is uh, Hasbro's trying to revive that series now. So I heard, yeah, we talked about that a couple third of times. Yeah, and, well, now Matt Tracker's black. You yes, know, so. yes, we talked about that in the comic so, book. Yeah, so it's just again like you know, hey, that's just how it is now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, which makes me wonder, did they make the other people black? I, I, I didn't read it. I mean, I only know so much. Did it already it. come out? We have to look I, that up after. Yeah, yeah, we really should. So um, I'm going to drain them. Yeah, um, but I'm going to have to go with like team up with unfortunately and it's probably my least favorite of the bunch but he-man is broken <laughs> yeah um he, he-man's like has lifted mountains yeah you know, like like uh, he is like you know the strongest man ever you know? yeah, yeah, yeah like he's just broken he's 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 too, especially the filmation cartoon like he is absolutely like like gi joe is gonna throw missiles at him and he's just gonna catch them and throw <laughs> them back and and skeletor's gonna be like yeah you know like it's just it's it's he's too broken okay like, you know what i mean so like i have to go with he-man and gonna crush gi joe which, okay which a lot of times unfortunately is just a bunch of dudes yeah i always felt like the the, the cartoon uh the cartoon gi joe is very the village people yeah yeah with, with, with sci-fi yeah yeah, yeah. where like uh where yeah. where the comic book version was a lot more serious yes and, and a yeah. lot of gi joe fans like hardcore GI, they, they just prefer the comic book version and then the later on cartoons tried to be a lot more serious it's because yeah. larry hama who was the writer for gi joe the comic book version he took it very seriously yeah. he was a former like war vet i forget oh. what he, i think he was in i don't think he was in vietnam but he was in something he's in war yeah and so he he wrote it very like where everyone was like green shirts as it is they yeah. were they were very, it was very serious. where the cartoon it's like i mean i love the intro to the original gi joe of movie it looks great yeah but then it just became science fiction <laughs> yeah. where it's just like i was once a man you know yeah. anyways but i'm uh in my case i'm draining he-man Oh really? Okay. Yeah, that's right off the bat. You want to scream? Oh, I have the yes, power. Yes. Really loud. I want the power. I want to ride a battle cat with a sword. I want to be able to like lift mountains. Hold on, wait. wait. I- Would you get darker? I mean, because Prince Adam yeah, goes from like yeah. light to super dark. Yeah, 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 seriously. So would you go from like is this, your complexion? Is this, is this to, like, like Wesley Snipes white? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, black? Cause like, because you're already pretty black. I, I go just, from I go from me to like darkness. I just call you he darkness. Yeah, I'm ba- down. It's whatever. Not battle cat, black cat. You know. I don't but know. I, I also get to be uh, a prince of a of prince? a kingdom. Yeah. yeah but is, but are you gonna have that pink shirt though? I don't know. Yeah. I can rock pink. Okay. I can make pink work. You know. Everyone's gonna think you're dotish and everything. Now it's Prince Adam. He's shirt now you yeah. know you're gonna have you to go. you have to make it more relevant regal please yeah. have a sharp do rag to go with yeah. that. Please. Uh, and then um in my case the i man actually man of arms man of gops or something <laughs> man of gats yeah i want to team up i want to team up with gi you joe. don't know who you're talking to i've known these guys forever yeah he's always since we're like yeah. like 10 years I'm old loving this, this no i should have been on this show years ago okay? hey man i'm yeah. loving it well at least this is more sense before it was a hip-hop show what do you- well that's why i used to watch this and i be like, is it only for black people? Yeah. Yeah. Like, like, what? like, do I have to like get a tan before I come on the show? Perhaps you should be He Man. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you get that. Tan so He Man, and then I'm uh, I'm teaming up with GI Joe. I actually want to team oh, up really? with GI Joe. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, because for me, when G- when I was a kid, G- I want Sergeant Slaughter as my. That's mm. I want to be He Man with Sergeant Slaughter as my as An my overweight t- WWF you wrestler. Want to yell not you not the old, not the, the real life guy. <laughs> I want the cartoon version who was like crazy strong. Yeah, he was, and like hardcore as all f like that dude was at ease disease yeah he was serious man <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then we're taking out mask which is which sucks because mask was actually out, out of those three was my favorite when i was a kid. yeah out of the three it's probably the most interesting yeah. but they're also kind of the weakest yeah <laughs> skinny all right so because <laughs> i don't even know where to go after so many possibilities <laughs> like oh what'd you do so many possibilities all right. This ain't no Dragon Ball? Nope. This ain't no Dragon Ball. I'm about to drain Mask. 
Why? Because I want to drive some cool ass cars. That's why I drained it. You know what I mean? Get a Porsche. Yeah, you just put a mask on. Oh, Porsche, that turns into a copter, that turns into, I don't know what. Yeah. Perfect vehicle. All right. You know, there's other advantages. You got to team up with really good drivers, you know? Yeah. So you never have to really change your own flat tire because your car <laughs> will do it for you. It's all good. Um, definitely, definitely, definitely going to team up with G.I. Joe. Why? Just because of the opening sequence. Yes. Bunch of bullets flying. Ain't nobody dying. Exactly. So either everybody has terrible aim or really good armor on. I'm about to take the chance. You know? <laughs> lasers. Yeah, it's just lasers. Just lasers. Just, I know. That was the other Nowhere thing, too. Nowhere to run. Yeah. Nowhere they, to they hide. They had a guy for everybody. They had, like, a Navy dude. Yeah. And, like, just Kill everybody. Hall. Yeah. A couple ninjas or one ninja. Oh, plenty of ninjas. Oh, yeah. oh they had quite a few ninjas. Exactly. So, G.I. Joe for sure, team up. And I'm taking down He-Man because... Prince Adam isn't cutting it for me. Oh, man. I, so we legit went, all three of us gave different, different answers. answers. Yeah. yeah, I think I feel like that's the first time. It might be the first what time. What have I done? <laughs> <laughs> what have you brought up? The balance. Us? You're shaking the balance. No, I, 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 I can't really have uh, the He-Man and the Prince Adam. It's not believable to me. It's, come on. Skeletor should have been I've able never, to take I've him I've never been a fan. Ago. And it's funny because one, one of the biggest He-Man collectors in the world is actually uh, going to be at the convention this weekend. Oh, crazy. Oh. And every time I... Yeah, he's, he's, his collection's insane. And every time I tell him, oh, I've never been a big fan of He-Man, he's like, are you trying to say he's gay or something? Like, Because <laughs> <laughs> like, he's like, that's what everyone freaking says, man. You know, he's not gay. You know, it's, it's not fair, man. Like, I wonder why that was a I, thing. I, I, I never thought... It's because it's, it's like, I am Adam. This is Eternia. <laughs> This, this is cr- know, this I, is Cringer, my faith, my faithful friend, and he's just like, eh, you know. It's funny because all those stereotypes of just like he's a well-spoken, well-dressed, polite, like single man. Did you see what oh. he wears when he becomes He Man? Yeah, but, yeah. Mm-hmm. First of all, how are you fighting in that? No armor, like I know, eh? Just a sword and with like, a sword. And, and what that's, is even the point? Of what the he's thing? wearing, you probably could see at, uh, <laughs> at some of the clubs in, in the village. So. Yeah. You know, you know what uh, bothered me about He Man is that when you get the toy and you have the holster and everything, it doesn't come with a holster for the sword. No. Really? No. He Man He Man toys actually were pretty ghetto because they <laughs> they all had the same bodies, just different heads or feet. Oh nope. yes, if, that if you I pay remember. Attention, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. You had yeah. wizard body or oh. barbarian body. That was it. <laughs> I still have some of those. We got to hit to the message real quick. We'll be right back. Message. We're gonna yeah, we're going to continue talking about some great stuff here on Geek Tastic Cypher. CJ Low sixteen ninety AM. Myself Doc Holiday with our guests Proto Man and Skinny. There you go, kids. Production Nuit d'Afrique presents the 11th edition of the Silly Doll de la Musique du Monde. The one and only Silly Doll Musical Honors invites you to discover 36 of the best world music groups throughout this unique showcase. Come and vote for your favorite artists and enjoy the free concerts every Tuesday and Wednesday at Club Balatou until April 12th. The Silly Doll, the People's Choice Award that brings the world together. For more information, visit www.sillydoll.com. Retro Expo MTL is back on February 26th from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. at the Delta Hotel downtown. 475 President Kennedy Avenue, free for kids, $5 for adults, $10 for early bird entry. Visit tinyurl.com slash retroexpomontreal. What's up? What's up? What's up? Uh oh, Marvel Legends guy. Yes, I, I need to meet him. This is bad. Yeah, see, the, these, he, he's these a black guy too. He's he's, he's, <sighs> like, he's he's like he's like the Marvel like Legends dude. Like he he sells a lot of loose stuff, so you'll probably get a cheat. Always, like, oh, it's God. always a, a black like the lead dude. dude. It's always a brother who's hooking you. Yeah, up. Yeah, like the lead guy who started <laughs> and every single thing you're addicted to is a brother. Isn't no, it? not really. Well, yeah, <laughs> <You> <laughs> know? it's like after the show you got to meet a brother for something. You know, I was just thinking, you know, like oh, ACPA started. I'm thinking it's gonna be like a white guy from Wisconsin. Yeah, nope, black dude from Bronx. No, oh that's true yeah you told me that yeah, boog. Like, i'm like okay that's weird mm. <laughs> cool. mm. collecting mm. is uh as we talk as we've discussed one of the most addictive things i started it's off with bad. one at transformer optimus prime from like 2007 mm. 2006 maybe and i now have over 175 that's, almost yo. 200 transformer <laughs> action figures I don't no 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 no. Daniel's like about to show us his phone. Daniel, uh, do you want to give a, a a rough estimate of how many Transformer action figures you? I, first of all, I want to preface. I bought a house for my collection. Yes, I literally when I was house shopping, I didn't care about the kitchen. No, nope. I didn't care about. I was like, I need a twelve and a half so that when I do get kids, they're not going to you know get in, into in, the toy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. get in the way because yeah, I yeah. knew too many guys they 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 had kids and they're like, dude, I got to sell my collection. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, need it for the baby room. 
I yeah, yeah, I no, swear no swearing, no swearing, no, no swearing. I'd no, be no. like, no, screw that. You know, like, <laughs> God damn. Like, like that, that is not happening to me. I was like, so I bought this like beautiful 12 and a half with this humongous, like it was a split level with like three extra rooms and a huge basement. And I just made this museum. Yeah, his basement, the video, if you guys, uh, oh. what's your YouTube? My YouTube is, uh, well, you just type Proto Man or Proto Retro. Yeah. It's Proto Man. Um, I usually do reviews of toys and stuff, mostly Transformers, but yeah. this and that too. But in the background, you can see. You see in the background yeah, when I'm talking, dude. and you're just like, where the hell is he? Yeah, it's intense, man. It's, it's, it's really nice. It's pretty much it's a wall-to-wall-to-wall, glass displays, lights, museum style of about 1,700 Transformer toys. All yeah. just Gen 1? or uh, Well, everything. No, everything. Tra- Transformers has been around for 32 yeah, years. So, so like, it's, uh, yeah. It's do you collect the Transformers animated series? Everything. Every, he has everything. everything. He literally everything. has everything. <laughs> Every single... They, they send him house. stuff now. Uh, uh, yeah. No, you're for, on that level? Okay, well, because, that's crazy. Yeah, because I help, I help uh, write some of the bios yeah. now for the toys. Yes. Uh, yeah, Skinny's face. He's yeah, like, well, whoa, whoa, whoa. Again, again I'm, a, I'm a privileged fan, which was many years ago, um, you know, when the internet was still fresh and there yeah. wasn't like... It was the Wild West. I was very lucky enough to just be one of those early adopters of the internet and of course the creators of the show would go to the internet too to be able to connect with the fans the internet was like again it was it was the early days but luckily they connected with a lot of us and they would get our opinions and stuff and they'd learn our names and um one of the transformer designs specifically hot rod from the animated series was based off of me yeah The, the body type and everything and then later on the toy then when they were started uh, writing bios and they cha- they changed the guard after um, the new Star Wars movie Episode yeah. Seven came out, they started hiring more fans and stuff. And they're like, "Hey, would you like to write the bios for some of the toys?" And I was like, "Oh my god, you know that's a dream come true." Yeah, because I own one of the ones you wrote the bio yeah. for. Yeah, that, well, a lot of them um, that are in retail right now, the deluxe class stuff is yeah. my. Bu- mind you, the Canadian packaging is kind of castrated because yeah. yeah, they yeah. have to put three languages on yeah. it, so you get like a, a quarter of what I wrote on <laughs> yeah. it. But the American ones, at least, are. Actually, talking about this, I wanted to talk about the difference of the modern toy collections versus the golden era. What would you consider the golden era of toy collecting? Well, when you're talking collecting, yeah. I first of all, I was raised in a family of toy collectors. That's kind of how this insanity started. My father's a toy collector. He'll be at the show oh, looking nice. for stuff for himself. <laughs> yeah, of course. So, um, but the... the, the um, when I was a little kid and we're talking like five, he used to bring me to what I today call the old fogey toy collector shows, yeah. which is you go to these toy shows and it's not Marvel, DC comic books. It's, it's um, Matchbox and, and Corgi yeah. and Dinky and Hot Wheels, like more die cast yeah. in his era, 50s and 60s. And I go to these shows because once in a while you'll have that one guy who has like a G1 toy and he has no <laughs> idea what it is. Like, oh, I don't know what this is. Uh, five bucks. Okay. <laughs> okay. No problem, bro. Uh, but it's just... Um, to me, like I think the difference between the two is, and it's I, I kind of look at it in a negative light is that I find that today uh, everyone thinks everything is collectible. Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like now we have like entire television shows that are just like you know pickers and and uh, storage wars. I was on storage wars also actually. Yeah. There was a whole episode of storage wars. Good I was God. On. Yeah. Oh, it was. Oh, we'll, 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 yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll, we're gonna we'll, talk. We'll, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was again for Transformers. Um, Amazing. So essentially uh you know there's all these shows so now everyone thinks everything is valuable yeah yeah so yeah. you know back in the day i used to love going to value village yeah and just going like i mean yeah, I, no one paid attention no to that well stuff. not to mention no one thought anything was valuable so you go to value village and you'd see like castle gray skull and like eight figures for like two bucks yeah man and you and i would and this was like the 90s when i was in high school and it's like mid 90s in high school i used to like clean up now everyone thinks everything's valuable. Now yeah. you go to Value Village, they have the glass case at the front, yeah. and there's like a Ninja Turtle figure for $45. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, what hipster told them this? <laughs> wow. uh, beat, beat up Crane? <laughs> <laughs> but you know what it is, right? I, I, as much as the positive negative, the internet has created a world where everyone can see everything. Yeah. And that you know, there was always that urban myth or, or urban legend about that guy who sold that one figure for like... This fit, much, like, yeah. $5,000 because some crazy fan needed it and, mm-hmm. and then everyone gets these ideas when they see these stories well, on I'm the internet well, there, there's so much clickbait to that where yeah. it's like you'll always see that on Facebook one of these Nintendo carts in your collection oh, might be worth yeah. and then you look and me who knows Nintendo games I'm like these are like the, the, the literal unicorns <laughs> yeah. that like no one is gonna have yeah. like yeah, yeah. Ma- yeah maybe you might be that one guy who went <laughs> to that one event in Wisconsin <laughs> yeah. you know it's like it's not gonna apply to you your Mario 3 is not worth 100 dollars yeah, you know exactly. it's, it's worth five bucks you know like it's it's just i find that it the the modern era what i don't like about it it's that 
it it kind of opened up the doors to like all these. I don't want to say posers because it's it's just not right. I'll say, say posers. It. I'll say it. Say it. It's no because there there is but, there is a large amount of people who who legitimately love it. But I yes. find I found that to me, two thousand seven was such a change of everything in the sense that number one, iPhone came out in two thousand seven, yeah. changed the game because now everyone had access to the internet yeah. on the mobile go. Yeah. So you could be literally standing at a video game store looking at a game going, huh, is that worth money? And the beauty of video games, it's right on the label. You yeah. don't need to have any knowledge. If you could read, you're good. Yeah. You know? So you go, oh, Earthbound. No, no, no. <laughs> on, on eBay. Oh, damn. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Where before the iPhone, if it wasn't in your head, you couldn't remember. You, you, were, you, were play, yeah. you were playing the game. You didn't. If you didn't have the knowledge, you weren't able to be someone who could buy and sell. Yeah. Now everyone has the knowledge of the universe at their fingertips, yeah. and it all started in 2007, compounded with the fact that what also happened in 2007, Big Bang Theory, you know? Yeah. And then trend culture <sighs> became a big thing. Transformers. Geek, geek became chic, so combine geek culture theory with now the power of the internet at your yeah. fingertips, Everyone was a fan the next day. Yeah. One of the main reasons I dislike that show. Oh, really? Uh, one I, mean, I, th- I, I think the only reason, well, I just don't want to go off on a tangent. The only reason why I, I don't like it is just I find that the humor is forced. It's like, hey, guys, um, I got Mario Kart. Laugh track. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. Oh, hey, do you have four controllers? Laugh track. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I do, Sheldon. Blue shell, bitch. Laugh track. It's like, ugh. Any mm. show that needs a laugh track these days. Also, one of the things with funny. Big Bang that drives me crazy is super quick off tangent. The episodes have gotten shorter and shorter mm. because the show got more popular. Advertising revenue went up, so they started selling more advertising space. Mm. Episodes are 19, 18 to 19 minutes long for a half hour show. Yeah, the shorter the better. 12 minutes. Yeah, but 12 minutes of advertising, that's the disgusting get anyways rid, get rid of yeah. the main guy i'm good yeah modern toy collecting versus golden age so you're saying the I, I, I liked you know what and i hate to be like you know a nostalgia guy which is like oh i remember the good old day. but it's just i found that um it was more fun the hunt yes uh mm-hmm. because it was spe- challenging I, and only even doing like if you go back to the old conventions back in the day of the 90s like it was more of a hunt because you didn't have the ease of ebay yeah. So yeah. nowadays, it's like anything you could literally think of is at your fingertips, and then it's just a matter of you if you want to pay it or not. Yeah. Back in the day, you just hope you went to a convention and found that one figure that you've been hunting for months. Yeah. Now you could literally, Bill Gates tomorrow could get every Transformer he ever wanted just because he has the money and the resources to do it. Yeah. Where back in the day, Bill Gates would have had to go to hunt. every show yeah. and hunt for Legit that. Hunt. You know, now it's the, like if you just got a really fat wallet. You could literally be a pro in no time, you know, with yeah. no no skill, no knowledge, no effort, no connections. Yeah, I feel like there's a. I, I was talking to Lee once about uh, from Comico, Comico about that. Yeah, about how like I mean, if you have enough money, you can be tomorrow be one of the biggest comic book guys. Oh, totally. Because you just go and buy someone's collection who's trying to get rid of it. Because same example example you're giving. There's kids coming into the family. They're changing their lifestyle. They don't have space for it anymore. Yeah. And all of a sudden, all that stuff has to go. Cool. So they just sell off their collections. And here you are with some guy who worked so hard his whole life to have this very specific curated collection of comic books and titles and original issue first second prints all this stuff and you come in and roll in with like 5k drop it on the table you're just like i'll take it all thank you yeah and then you just start i'll take it all i just saw data future pass yesterday kind of hype yo you know it's like exactly (laughs) really and and i I really like that guy with the claws (laughs) what's his what's his name wildcat and they're never gonna read it they're not they're not even gonna read half of it because in their head they're just like well i don't want to open the packaging oh it's you know it's more valuable ccg'd and all that yeah Yeah. so that's the unfortunate part um, uh, you mentioned it, and I wanted to talk to you. You and I went to see the uh, first Transformers we, movie. We were there on the preview screening yes. in 2007. That Saw was it also together. Oh. Yeah. yeah, you didn't breathe. I didn't breathe for the first five I, minutes. I will, of the movie. I will admit, I had to tap him and be like, yeah. "Breathe." You have, you have to understand from a perspective for me, especially oh, now. Yeah. I have a completely different outlook. On <laughs> yeah, that. I was gonna yeah. Say. but ba- but back then, you have to understand like Transformers has always existed in media. I mean, it, it always it had its highs and lows. Beast Wars was its high in the mm. '90s, and then it kind of got quiet during the uh, Unicron trilogy. But to me, I just I always imagined it would it'd be impossible to have a live action movie. I just thought yeah. it wasn't fathomable. Technology was. I thought that yeah, I thought the technology wasn't. Yeah. There. I remember like when the Hulk movie came out, that first one. Yeah. I was like, that's about as real as it's gonna get. <laughs> yeah, 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 it, yeah. Like the sweat was glistening on Hulk, and I was like, okay, that's about as real as it's gonna get. But CG wasn't there yet. Yeah. 
And so I was just like, I can't imagine this. And I can't imagine it being like so mainstream and everyone's going to know Bumblebee tomorrow. I know. You know? That was the Where main. It, like, it, and then I go see this movie. And keep in mind, the first one wasn't a terrible no, movie. No, it wasn't. It, pe- you just couldn't pe- see him. People, yeah, well, people need to realize uh, Steven Spielberg didn't trust Michael Bay 100%. When he <laughs> get, so half of the movie was very Spielberg. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and there, there, there actually was a story being told there and a story within a story where yeah. it's like, you know, hey, Sam, you suck at football. And then like later on, he's holding the, the all spark and he's like yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's kind of like he's doing football like there was a lot of like underlying like you know kind of story being told there it was a good movie the first one a good beginning middle yeah was it a transformer movie i don't know about that oh really you didn't feel well i always say this who's the main character of the 86 movie well uh what's his name and hot rod there you go okay yeah. who's the main character oh, what's of the... the kid's name why am i forgetting well him? you don't even have well it, it's hot rod yeah, it's hot so you're talking hot about rod. daniel Dan, yeah, Daniel. That's it. Thank How you. The you kid. Forget. I know. I know. I'm sorry. That's why I was <laughs> like, dare. I feel like this is going to make him so. Mad. Anyways, yeah. <laughs> Anyways, but like you know, who's the main character of the original cartoon? You know, it's Optimus yeah. Prime. Who's the main character? Beast Wars. Optimus Primal. Who's the main character of these movies? Human characters. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you could really count on one hand how many like lines that Optimus Prime has, and when he does have a line, it's the phone in. But we must do this yeah. because if we do not do this, then that will be that, and this will be this. Thank you, Peter. Uh, that'll be twenty bucks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, okay, I'll see you guys later. I got to do Eeyore in the other <laughs> studio. You know, it, it was just like I felt that it was kind of Good like old Cullen. Yeah, I, I love him. Yeah, yeah, Montreal. Yeah, I know. Yeah, Montreal, yeah. born and raised. Yeah, sure. I got Always. to meet him like quite a few times. Well, yeah, he was at uh, Comic Con last time. I was talking about like I grew up over here, and he's like, it's like wow, this. Is oh so yeah, crazy. he's, he's amazing. Prime grew up here. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Man. but anyways, it's just I, I find that. Um, I really liked the first movie a lot, and when I was with you, it was just it was it was it was a surreal experience. How'd you feel about jazz? I didn't like that they killed him off right away. Yeah, and, that annoyed and, me. And you know, it's like wow, the black robots got to go first, I guess. You know, like what yeah, is this? What is weird. this? It was weird. You know, no, but in, it, it's to me, I just felt that. Um, there was less of an emphasis on those guys being characters. Yeah. And killing off Jazz was just the beginning of that, if anything. Yeah. Because the reality is, and the fans have noticed this, every movie, they kill off one main character yeah. from the first movie. They killed yeah. off Jazz in the first. In the second one, they killed off Optimus Prime. He yeah. comes back, yeah. obviously. Yeah. Third in the one third one, they killed off Ironhide. Ironhide. And then the fourth one, they killed Ratchet. off Ratchet. So who are they going to kill off the film? Bumblebee? You know, maybe. I would hope so. There you go. I mean, I don't like, want it, but it, it, I refuse to, to see it in to theater. To me, there's, it, there almost is like no connection to, and it's like. Yeah, I, that's the thing. I really think it sucks that the, they've completely given up on the connection between the robot the, and the robot us. and of the robots in Robots in Disguise are secondary to the human story that they're trying to tell of dealing with a world where there are robots, like sentient I, robots. And like. I, I could, the only argument I could give them is that I think that if they would have done like a, a very Transformers Less movie, appealing. it would have been a CG movie then. That's fair. You know, like, I mean, like, if the whole movie is just them talking and, like, you know, and Cybertron and stuff, then it's a CG movie where humans are kind of the background thing. And then, I don't know, maybe they were worried it would look like Spy Kids or something, you (laughs) know, where everything is so CG and then you just have this, or like, like some of the Star Wars movies, the recent ones. Um, that aren't like episode seven. Yeah. So it's, I don't know, maybe they, they wanted to play it safe. Again, Michael Bay, honestly, and I've said this many times, he's someone that's made for G.I. Joe. Yes. He is not made for Transformers. <laughs> yeah. Like he's a guy who really loves army stuff. Yeah. And yet he what, he did the wrong movie. Yeah. Like, yeah. They, they were like, because like you watch the very first Transformers movie and I go, that's Transformers versus G.I. Joe. Yeah. Epps, Epps, which is played by Tyrese Gibson, is Roadblock. Yeah. <laughs> and then you got, uh, what's his name there? Um, uh, Josh Duhamel. Josh yeah. Duhamel is, is Duke. Duke. Yeah. And then the guy that got killed by... Uh, by Scorponok, he's a tunnel rat, you know, because he had the do rat kind <laughs> yeah. of thing going on. I don't watch that. No, and just think that's of that. No, it's, it's literally it's GI Joe versus Transformers because it's the army versus a yeah. bunch yeah. of robots. And guess what? The army won. So what is it trying to say? Way to go, Hasbro, for your brand. You know, that's yeah, true. That it's true. I mean, uh, we just got a message from Phil uh, who wanted to say that consoles are a good deal at Value Village. He just wanted us to say that. Yeah, it dep- it depends which ones. Yeah. really. I mean, if he you said get, he, he got a Wii, up and the, there was also a PS2 and a PS1 oh, a P- for twenty. A PS2. Uh, I mean, a Wii you could get for like for cheap on Kijiji. You yeah, know? yeah, everyone's yeah. giving those away. I think everyone their grandma got one when it for my mom got one. You know, <laughs> which is like right away. It's like all right, this is what, yeah, yeah, That's yeah. a whole other topic. I don't want to get into yeah, video yeah, games yeah. right now. Uh, we'll, we'll do that when we get to high score con. <laughs> yeah. uh, so when you saw the first movie and then the second movie, which uh, I mean, we all can say the second Transformers movie. 
that's when you started seeing that there was a slipping of writing. Yeah. Um, and not to mention, at that time, the writer strike was happening. Mm. And Orsi and Kurtzman, uh, who were the writers, were put in this situation where they're like, do we focus on the Transformer movie or do we focus on this Star Trek movie that we like even more? Because they were Star Trek fans. Yeah. And I don't blame them. I think like if, if someone put me in a situation and said, you're going to write two movies. You're going to write the one that you really like and the one that you don't give a, you know, yeah. about. And <laughs> they obviously went with Star Trek and that worked out for them because yeah, that movie did movie. very... Yeah. But the point is, it kind of put us in this situation where we had a very terrible Transformer movie. I like the robots that they kind of killed and put in and yeah. Yeah. I like the cars. Sideswipe was amazing. Yeah. From a design standpoint. Beautiful. Yeah. yeah. It was so beautiful. It, it, the, yeah, the, the mustache. Thing, I've always said that the Michael Bay Transformer movies are a lot like going to see fireworks because you go to it and you're like, wow, oh wow, <laughs> that looks and great. Then, and then when it's over, you just walk away and never talk about it ever again. Because <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, like, you'll be like watching fireworks and be like, damn, that's so beautiful. And then you walk away it's like, so we're going to eat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And, you, and you're not sitting with your friends going like, yo, did you see that red firework? Yeah. That was balling. You know? They went, bam! They don't care. Yeah. They, they yeah, literally, yeah. They like, it, and that's literally, yeah, see, there you go. He's got it. You know, that's literally what Bay movies are. They're just yeah. these explosions that you don't really remember afterwards. Yeah. And, and even as a fan who, you know, we kind of want to remember because this is supposed exactly. to be a big euphoric experience for us, but we go out of it and we're just like, Man, that was kind of crap. Yeah. Well, and the thing that really bothered me was the fact that in the fourth movie, which the most recent one, that Optimus almost condones killing a human. Or actually outright says... Well, he's at that point. Optimus <laughs> Prime actually um, contradicts himself throughout the fourth movie where he goes... First line, he says, uh, we must always protect the humans. Yes. And then he puts a hole through Kelsey Grammer's yes, chest. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so, and, and, and I remember thinking they've given up on trying to... Have, have any, character. Yeah, any well, connection to the original the characters. The famous line for Optimus Prime, freedom is the right of all sentient, sentient beings. Yeah. And as he puts a sword to Grimlock's <laughs> yeah. neck and goes, you will either join me <laughs> or die. Yeah. And it's like, what are you doing to this character? But again, they don't care. It, you know, know. And, and the thing is, at this point, when you make a movie, the first movie, and it's an okay movie, and it makes $700 million. Yeah. Then you make a seven movie, and it's not as good, but it makes $900 million. Then you make a third movie, and it's terrible, <laughs> yeah. and it makes $1.3 billion. <laughs> and then you make a movie, and it's absolutely horrible, yeah, yeah. and it makes $1.7 billion in China alone. <laughs> Are you encouraged to go like, well, then, I think we got to really think yeah, about our writing. really yeah. step up the no, writing. No, it, no they'll it, keep going. It, it's like, as long as we just keep pandering to certain marks, especially Age of Extinction, the fourth one was really pandering to China. Yeah, I heard, There were yeah. scenes where you're just like watching a character drink like milk and it's like oh look at this company from china that we don't understand oh, you know i didn't even realize like there was this one scene in the movie where there's this asian guy like in a in an air uh in an elevator yes right? yeah, yeah and yeah. he just like fights and beats up. and all of us as as american audience we're just kind of like okay what was that about yeah and if you were chinese that was like a big name actor or something oh and that was his cameo totally lost on us and we're just like okay yeah you know? and that's kind of becoming a thing with cinema now but that's a whole other topic yeah yeah yeah, yeah. they're I mean, making I a lot of will, money will smith did a huge talk about he was saying how like um wild wild west was it was terrible here yeah no one cared the but joke, over there the jo- jo- over there it was like schindler's <laughs> list they were like what is this amazing oh his pants fell down so funny you know <laughs> they made millions yeah like he's like over there it was just like the like you know the, it was the most the most amazing movie ever it was yeah. just like rosebud you know yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and, and he's like that's that's a whole different audience that's a lot I know, easier yeah, yeah, yeah. to cater to i mean that they've been saying for a while that when it comes to cinema that the asian market is just so important to them now oh yeah that they really do make movies like what, what movie was it that they made recently that they cut out Hell, certain great scenes? wall oh yeah great wall that's out now yeah sure it's got matt damon but yeah why why anyways yeah that's can, that, yeah, that, that's, that's all that's the last constant, samurai constant cruise constant woo if you ever want to sit in on this show and discuss uh asian cinema and why they keep whitewashing I'm down. Well, she's a beautiful actress. She's from uh, Fresh, Fresh Off, off the, the boat. boat. I love that show. So, and she has my a, mother-in-law. <laughs> yeah, and she has a lot to say about this stuff. Anyway, sorry. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, that market's important, and I get it. They're, they're, they're what? How many billion people over there? Oh, God, yeah. Especially now when they've come into money for the first time in forever. Yeah. You know, that's a country that their middle class is now an upper middle class. Yeah. So, I mean, I have a friend who lives in Japan, and he, he's lived there for like, oh, man, like 16 years now. Okay. And he's like, this is the first time. And imagine, they're right next to each other, yeah, country-wise. Yeah. And he's like, this is the first time I'm seeing like Chinese people because they're traveling for the first time because they have money oh wow it's imagine like you never seeing a guy from Toronto ever and then now oh. all of a sudden it's like what's the change well because they have money now now they're going they're traveling they're going around so they're now, they're go- now they're not making the, the movie bootlegs now they're just watching them yeah yeah you know? yeah mm. and sometimes movies premiere over there now oh yeah well it's 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 the new market now it's the future of Hot cinema damn 
Uh, I wanted to go into Comic Cons a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know we, 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 I mean, we've all been to Comic Cons. Uh, you've been to Fan Expo in Toronto, I've right? I've been to uh, almost been. everything in Eastern Canada and yeah. a ton of stuff in the States. Uh, what would you say is, what, where, what caused the big exponential jump in uh, crowds at uh, Comic Cons? I think that Comic Con's biggest appeal and what made it explode is actors yeah. uh, and the, the, the ability to even be, even within. A photo distance of them. Yeah, people will yeah. literally go to Comic Con and they'll be like, "Oh my God, Gillian Anderson!" Yeah, and they'll take a selfie from super far away yeah, and, po- and, and post it on Instagram, and that's that'll be worth their seventy five dollars entry deluxe pack for the weekend. You True. know what I mean? True. Like, and I'm guilty of it too. I've like I've made my decisions to go to Comic Con solely based yeah. on. Who's there? Yeah, because yeah. sometimes they'll be like, "Oh, Hulk Hogan's there. When is that going to get a chance?" And this is pre pre racist Hulk Hogan. Yeah, you know what I mean. <laughs> no, don't worry, we're not judging. Yeah, no, we're not. Judging oh, oh, no, no, no. Trust me, all, all, all of wrestling is racist. <laughs> I love wrestling, oh, but but they're all racist. <laughs> yeah. I'm a big wrestling fan too, and I can do it. Yeah, <laughs> but but it, the, the point is, is like, I mean, I've made decisions going to comic-con just based on the guests yeah because in all honesty it's not to me it's not about the dealers in that case no offense to the dealers i mean i run a show where it's all about the dealers yeah but i find that comic-con is a lot like a museum when you go to a museum you go for the exhibits yeah you you take pictures of the exhibits you brag about the exhibits you love it and all that and then you go to the to the gift shop which is the dealer area and you go maybe maybe i don't know do i even need this keychain that, that nah. says montreal museum you know like like and that that's kind of what comic-con is it's it, it became so huge because yeah. of the guests and it's just it's it's a platform for that that we can't get anywhere else yeah there's no other way that we're gonna get you know um steven emile or, or not steven emile who's uh, from uh, arrow yes steven steven emile. Steven emile. you know like Amel, he, i think Amel, like, like he was there and what was crazy um from jay and silent bob uh, what's his name? Jay, uh, 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 Kevin Smith? No, the other one. Jason Muse. Muse. Yeah. Jason Muse, he came by my table. He was oh, looking, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, like the funny thing is, is if you're a dealer at Comic-Con, the after hours, like when they let everyone out, then all the guests start walking yeah, around. Yeah, yeah. So then cool. it's like all of a sudden you get like Stephen Emil coming to the tables going like, do you have any Arrow stuff? I'll sign it for free. Oh, cool. And he was doing that for everybody. Wow. And people, and people were like, oh, you know, like <laughs> It's money. It's money for them. They're yeah. like, oh yeah, okay. So he started signing like all this Arrow stuff, and same thing with um, uh, Brent Spiner, who was Data from. Yeah. He was going around. He was looking for stuff too for his son. So then they start shopping, and then you kind of get this like free experience with yeah. the guy, where you could be like, yo, I sold him like Shira, you know, <laughs> you know? like like it, so. I need cool. to start selling stuff. No, yeah. well, but that's just it. Like it's to me, I find Comic Con. It's a, it's it's for the guests. Yeah, and and, yeah. and you could only get that at Comic Con. That's a unique experience. Just the Comic Con. I don't want to say like Retro Expo as much as I love it. I don't think I'll ever get to that guest point because I it to me. The well, thing- you, your thing is, and I one of the things that I like about Retro Expo is that the focus is more on. The event itself. Well, th- like guests would actually pull away from I, that. I run yeah. shows in Toronto, yeah. like that have guests, and it's a whole different process. Oh, yeah, yeah. It, it, it puts up money. Yeah. And, and you know what? And the thing is, everyone coming through the door sometimes doesn't care about the Green Ranger. Yeah. You know, so it's like if, <laughs> if you're paying 75 at the door, but you don't care about the Green Ranger, but he's there and that's putting up the cost of the ticket, you know, it's a different story. So yeah. th- that's the show that if, if you're like, you know, I always say like it's those opportunities. Like, I met Stan Lee because of Comic Con. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what too. I mean? And thank God I did because you never know. Yeah. You yeah, know, yeah, knock on wood if this is what I don't yeah, know. This is like some kind of I met Ikea Patrick, stuff. I met Patrick Stewart. I met Michael Dorn. Yeah, well, Michael Dorn. Yeah, you know, all like, those the, like there were so many opportunities and wrestlers. I got to meet my yeah, hero, yeah, Bret Hart. Yes, you know yeah, what yeah, I mean? I like, you like, were so happy that. Well, I mean, that's why I have a pink phone. You know, people are like, why you got a pink phone? I'm like, Bret Hart. Yeah. But it's just like all those guys, like, I would have never got those opportunities because. Un- the unfortunate thing with Montreal is we're not at really a convention city. Mm. Toronto still gets that, yeah. that bragging right. Yeah. So that's why Retro Expo was created too, was to, to be like, okay, Comic-Con will be the, the guest show where you, yeah. could, you could see all your A-list, B-list, C-list celebrities. And if you want to get cool stuff... Yeah, and not have to go crazy on eBay, and not to mention there's so many deals. I every single retro expo when I run the show, and I find like great deals. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I got, I I just got a Macho Man figure for fifty cents, and I was like the happiest guy in the (laughs) world. You know, you went back to being tenor again. You were like, yeah, that is so bad. I get paid Friday. (laughs) Yeah, I know. I get paid this week too, and I'm going. Yeah, I mean, last time I went to retro expo, who needs rent? (laughs) That's what I'm saying. Uh, Like rent's coming up. I was like, you got a car, just sleep in that. (laughs) I was like, I just need to get one figure, and that's all I'll get. And I ended up buying 
three figures that day. I couldn't even fit everything in my bag. <laughs> I had to take stuff out of my bag to fit them in. The worst part is that I run some stuff on eBay, knowing that I'll probably find it there now. I would, yeah. I, and and yeah. that's and that's the thing too is that a lot of people, um, I see them with their phones open because and yeah, they're it, checking. They're checking, and it's always, it, especially now, the American dollar is way too brutal right oh, now. God, it's you a know, beast. I thought I don't want to get into, but I thought a Trump administration would made that dollar go down. So did I. I was wrong. Yeah. I was totally it's wrong. Down to I, like was, I was like, I want Trump to win. I got to buy some stuff. You know? I've I always ca- hung in there. I've always done it. I want to take a trip to the States and not feel it. You know? Yeah. But, but it's, it's, been, it's been brutal. So, yeah, like, you know, yeah. this, this is a really good alternative to, like, get really cheap stuff. And a lot of these dealers, I mean, I've known a lot of these dealers for years. Like, if, when you go into the show, all the dealers on the wall are all, like, my buddies that I've known forever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, you have, like, Lou from Sci-Fi Anime that's, like, the Gundam anime kind of guy. You got Camise that's the Marvel DC guy. You got Rob Porco that's kind of the everything guy. You got Larego Ray who's the G.I. Joe guy. You got Arno who's the He-Man guy. And then it keeps going on and on. There's a yeah. Lego dude. There's um, Blue Griffin. I'm shouting out all these guys. Again, free advertising. But <laughs> Blue Griffin, who's our video game guy. We got all the nerds. We got, like, we got so much. There's pixel yeah. art. There's... There's just so oh, yeah, many guests. Yeah, yeah, Andrew with the pixel art stuff. Or if you love video game stuff, but to me, it's like there's 65 tables at the moment, and then there's more if you count my tables. And yeah. there's stuff on the outside, so it comes to about 80. There's 80 tables of stuff, and it's it's amazing. It's not like crazy prices. You don't have to worry about shipping or yeah, anything like yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. And again, whip out your phone. You'll you'll see. Them. And you find gems like there's uh, like always, every time. Always open for that giant man. Yeah, always. Yeah, yeah, always dig in a bin. Giant. Yeah, dig in the bin. Dig giant in a bin. man. Are you hoping for which giant man? Toy biz giant man. Okay. Like the nine figure build the a legends. Figure. The oh, okay, build okay, a figure. I have apocalypse. I got Galactus. Man, you are hooked. Man. Oh, this guy's. He really trouble. is. It's, this yeah, guy's yeah, in it's trouble. Bad. It's bad. <laughs> yeah, there's gonna be some of that there. You're in yeah, trouble. We got to get to another set of messages. So don't go anywhere. Just to remind you guys, this episode is sponsored by Red. Expo MTL, which, as I mentioned, is going to be at the Delta Hotel on the 26th, 475 President Kennedy Avenue. Yeah, Avenue. At the corner of President Kennedy Avenue and uh, Rue City Council. And if you guys are uh, trying to get there by Metro, the Places are uh, which exit? Places are Metro. You take the blurry exit. There's yeah. two blurry exits. You take the right side one. There and you then, go. And then it's a four minute walk this Sunday. This Sunday, kids. Yeah. And then uh, also. Uh, for those of you who don't know, Geektastic is going to be broadcasting live from yeah. there on CJLO's secondary stream. So it's not going to be CJLO.com. It's going to be Mixler, M-I-X-L-R.com slash CJLO 1690 AM. Uh, so we'll be posting about that. You guys can tune in. We're going to be doing like about three or four hours, but we're going to be like doing an hour, taking like a little bit of a break because yeah, we so are going to be, yeah, be shopping. So we're not going to be broadcasting the whole t- way through. Uh, we're also going to be trying to have interviews with uh, people who are going to be at the convention at the tables. Uh, we're going to have maybe a friend or two show up, but we have some friends that I told to come by. We, we have some artist guests. Yeah. Like, and if that's we, if we do have guests, it's, it's usually it's artist guests and it's people that I've known that are in the industry and they're not like guests that I have to like buy a hotel for. Yeah, exactly. You know? <laughs> Thomas, Thomas Deere works with Hasbro with Transformers. He oh, nice. Coloring and um, Eric Mullen, who's another um, indie comic artist that's local here. So sweet, yeah, sweet. Okay, so we're gonna get to the messages we'll re- right back. Don't go anywhere. Geek Tastic Cipher CJLO sixteen ninety AM. Myself and Proto Man and Skinny. There you go, kids. Considering going abroad to study, work, intern, or volunteer, mark Saturday, March fourth in your calendar and get down to the Palais de Congrès de Montréal to find out more. All the experts under one roof. Top universities, gap year specialists, and student travel organizations. Feature seminar on scholarship starts at noon, and expo opens at 1 p.m. Admission is free. Check online at studyandgoabroad.com for more information. Retro Expo MTL is back on February 26th from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. at the Delta Hotel downtown. 475 President Kennedy Avenue, free for kids, $5 for adults, $10 for early bird entry. Visit tinyurl.com slash retroexpomontreal. We're back, we're back, we're back, we're back, we're back. Chi-chi. Uh, Chi-chi CJLO, <laughs> CJLO 1690 AM, Geektastic Cypher. So we got some geek news to go over real quick. We only have about 10 minutes. Uh, it's so, all good. Uh, first off, Black Lightning news. For those of you who have been paying attention, uh, we're all really excited that Black Lightning is getting a series. Uh, originally, the series was looking like it was going to be over at Fox which a lot of us were concerned about because Fox is notorious for canceling for series. For turning things into Gotham. Yeah, that too. But mm-hmm. they also cancel things 
at the drop of a dime. Like, like, if something does not get the numbers... Yeah, a lot of times they'll have, like, a series that's supposed to be, like, a season of 13 episodes, and they'll do, like, 10, and then they'll put that, like, the budget into something else. Yeah! They'll be like, well, we're going to take the budget for those other two episodes and do, like, two pilots for something else. And then the other thing that drives me crazy is if if a show is kind of doing okay, but then they're, like, they threaten to cancel it every year. So, like, Fringe. Move it to Fridays. Yeah, that's (laughs) it. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm still feeling the tick. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I like the tick. Uh, So, um, but... In good news, Black Lightning is moving to CW, which is kind of crazy. Uh, Mara Brock Akil, who did Girlfriends, um, the game, Being Mary Jane. Stealing my name. <laughs> and her husband, Salim Akil, uh, nope. of Akil Productions. Come on. <laughs> teamed up with Berlanti, who is uh, the, the mastermind behind the fla- fla- Flowerverse. Is that what it's yeah. called now? Uh, which is Flash and Arrow Universe, uh, Legends of Tomorrow. That's what they call it? Yeah, yeah. Flowerverse. Flower. Interesting. Flower. Uh, a flower, flaro, flaro, verse. Yeah. Uh, so that's going to be coming to CW. I don't know if they're going to tie it in. I, I haven't. You read. know they will. They probably will. You but know it, they will. but is it going to be like Supergirl where it's a separate Earth? No, no, no. They're going to tie this one in, and then Supergirl could just stay wherever it's at. That's interesting. Yeah. They keep mentioning Bloodhaven too, so I just know. Yeah, you're hoping. No, you're hoping. Ugh. You keep saying you know, but Bloodhaven you can't is do Batman. Yeah, I know, I know. It's yeah. not with that, but that's why I'm trying. I'm trying to imagine in my mind what how they would tie that together without doing Batman. Well, I, that's well, what I'm and not to mention because you have like Gotham. And, yeah. and that's its own thing. Yeah, and it's just like you know, I don't know if they mentioned Bloodhaven. And that. they've already done. They've already gotten rid of uh, Ra's al Ghul. Well, no. So like, how are you going to bring in like more Batman lore? Rid of Ra's al Ghul. What does that even mean? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I'm not impressed with how they handled that. Anyways, uh, continuing with the news, Cloak and Dagger is uh, got its director. For those of you who haven't been paying attention, Cloak and Dagger is the series, uh, two characters from the Marvel Universe, uh, Cloak being the young black man who is uh, Tyrone Johnson, who's just essentially made of a cloak of darkness, mm-hmm. and Tondi Bowen, who is a light, she throws light daggers, and uh, they've selected their director. It's going to be Gina Prince by uh, the wood. Who did directed Beyond the Lights? She's going to be directing the pilot of the series. So uh, I don't know. That doesn't really mean anything to no. any of us. It, which you know, is well, it, it, they've <laughs> they've been C list heroes. Like I mean, yeah, that, that's that. You know, it's gotten to a point now where Marvel's just like, well, what can we do yeah. for television that won't hurt but, the the, the Marvel universe? I'm not even I'm not even going to say Marvel Disney at this point because they're putting this on Freeform, which is ABC Family. Oh wow, yeah, okay, well, they that, changed the name of ABC Family. Yeah, it's Freeform now. <laughs> well, see, and and it's just by the time. Infinity Gauntlet or whatever they're going to call the movie Infinity Wars rolls yeah. around like I mean they weren't characters that were present not that the comics are ever going to be really a source material yeah, at yeah. this point they've given, yeah, they've given, but it's, it's just like they weren't around for that so I mean it, they're, at this point they're kind of going well what's not going to affect the big picture yeah. and, and yeah. I mean like the thing is like even Lucas Cage and uh and Iron Fist you know like that's those are like ground level guys yeah so th- that doesn't affect the big picture of stuff they could kind of do their own i was thing. hoping it would though i'm i'm Un- hoping i'm hoping for small cameos unfortunately the thing is with with heroes for hire i don't know what they call the series but the defenders i'm, I'm, I'm just be. going by whatever I yeah, from the, the comics original, yeah um but for with heroes for hire it's just like they've always been kind of like you know maybe tied to the fantastic four which is unavailable yeah you know so there's it's it's the same thing where like when they announced that logan movie like yeah. it, when they said it was going to be Old Man Logan, and I thought of the comic Old Man. Logan, I know, right? And You're I was like, like none of that is usable. Like, <laughs> none of Spider-Man, that. Spider Man, Hulk. Yeah. You know, yeah. I'm like, you can't use any, <laughs> any of that. Of I'm like, so this movie's going to be nothing like that. <laughs> you know, so. But the trailer looks good. Yeah. Uh, it, oh, oh, it does. Well, it, yeah. if there's one thing I've learned now with these X Men movies is they use a title and you you go like, oh, Day of the Future Past. Oh, I know how that's yeah, going to yeah, be. Yeah. No, you don't. No. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> not even, yo, Bishop. Yo, Bishop's going to be in it. Not really. <laughs> he's going to be. He's going to be in it, but kind of not in it. That's he's, what I love that movie for. For how it actually showed me an X Men team, but then they all died. Yeah. Right in front of me. Yeah. I was like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> it was pretty brutal. Yeah. I was like, hey, Warpath. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah, well, that's just it. There's so, Bishop. He's got blood. Oh. <laughs> uh, moving on in the super quick, we're continuing with Disney because they seem to own everything. Uh, Han Solo, Smuggler, Scoundrel, Hero, sure, a new not? Star Wars story begins. Uh, they've already got Boom. the cast photo up, and people are really, really excited. Uh, we got Alden and N. Helric as Han Solo, Woody Harrelson, Emilia Clark from Game of Thrones. Dan, Don, uh, Donald Glover, a.k.a. Childish Gambino, as Lando Calrissian. Tandy Newton uh, from... Uh, what's, oh, what's the new show uh, with the robot? Uh, Westworld. Tandy Newton from Westworld. Phoebe Waller-Bridge and Junas Suotoma as Chewbacca. Too much of a good thing. Yeah. 
Uh, I, I, I'm a little I, concerned. You, you know what it is? It's, it's gone. I'm excited to see Childish. Like, though. you know what? If, if you would have given me this a year from now and no Rogue One, no, you know, like nothing in yeah. the near. If you do, if you drip drop it to me slowly, we yeah. appreciate it. But I feel like we're going to have like 12 different Star Wars things in the next five years and we're going to be so burned out on yeah. it. Yeah. Well, because, they're doing one a year, right? Well, like the reason why Episode 7 did so well was because we had literally nothing outside of like the Clone Wars cartoon yeah. up yeah, to that yeah, yeah. point. You know, like you have to. You got to pull back a little bit. It, it, I, I do. I think they're going to saturate the market with it, especially I, if they're thinking of doing a, a Buffett movie. I don't oh my know. God, why? <laughs> I, again, I would be so excited if this was something that happened like once every two years, and it was the only thing. Yeah, it, you're getting. They're so, it. and you know what? It sucks too because now it's getting to this point that it's going to be like if you don't see this movie, you're yeah. not going to understand yeah, this, 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 culture, and this, yeah, this, yeah. and this, because that's what they kind of did even with Clone Wars with the the animated one, not the CG one, yeah. where it was kind of like, hey. Why is like General Grievous like breathing hard? Yeah, yeah. It's like if you didn't see the TV series, yeah. you know that was then you don't know that like. And it really sucks that they they changed the canon because that was perfect canon. Yeah. That animated Clone Wars that was done by the guy who did Samurai Jack. Jack, yeah, it was the same. Oh, the first one, the yeah, shorts. Yeah, the first one. Yeah, the shorts. Yeah, those yeah. were canon. Okay. Those were actual canon, and the way that that ends, yeah. that last scene you see, leads yeah. into is directly three. how Episode Three starts. <laughs> yeah. And then what did they do? So they, if you miss that. Yeah, you, you didn't know that. Chunk yeah, of, well, yeah, that's why when you when you're first introduced <laughs> yeah. to General Grievous and he's like, <gasps> you're yeah. just, you're just like, oh, this guy's got asthma or something. Okay, yeah. you know, like I, I guess that's that his character. series so much, and that's what really sucks because then they did Clone Wars and erased that cartoon, yeah. so that cartoon's no longer canon. It's because not of the canon because of the Clone. <laughs> Which, Hard which, strips, which right, doesn't no. make sense because it doesn't line up with things that happen in the movie. I know, and, but but that's just it. And I feel that we're, we're being thrown so much of yeah, this, yeah. and it's just like you know, like I said, looks like a great cast. Yeah, this Han Solo thing looks great, looks fun. But you know what? If you would have spoon fed it to me slowly, yeah. I could get hyped for it. But you know, when it's this and this and that and that and that and three pop vinyls, you know, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, you know, I don't, uh, Donald Glo- uh, Danny Glover, uh, Donald. Donald Glover. Donald Glover, yeah. Donald Glover, you know, pop vinyl and everything. It's like, oh, come on, guys, let's slow down. Yeah. You know, I can't keep up. You know, I'm old man now. <laughs> you, know? You, uh, you remember the Mace Windu episode? Yes. Where he yes. didn't have he takes his lightsaber a, yeah, yes. and he just beat everyone with a... F- yes. There you go. Ah. All of that was canon. Well, that, 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 that's why Grievous breathes hard because Mace... Yeah, he crushed. Just, just like... He yeah. crushes. Yeah. Yep. That gone. was all of it gone, Listen, man. That's before I puffed on trees, man. So that, <laughs> that was like memorable. If I can that, going home doing that. <laughs> um, moving on real quick. Game of Thrones grad Ewan Rion uh, is his real name. Ewan Rion, I guess is how you pronounce it. I don't know how you pronounce his dude's sure, name. Sure. Anyways, he played uh, what's his name uh, Ramsey Bolton on Game of Thrones. Yeah. And if you're a super geek like like we are, you watch Misfits. He was also the guy that could become invisible. I don't remember the character's name, but he was the invisible guy. Um, and he was also a murderer in that one. Oh, it's good. funny that he's always like, because he said he doesn't like to play the villain, but plays villains regularly. Because he's probably sadistic. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he looks sadistic, too. I mean, if you look at those eyes, he's a little creepy. But he's perfect. Oh, he's <laughs> perfect for Maximus. I mean, if you guys have ever seen uh, the comic book representation of Maximus, you know exactly what he looks like. And you know that he looks the part. Why isn't it wire screwed in? <laughs> yeah, that's me. Uh, then... Yeah. So yeah, I'm really excited about that because I think that he's he's a good actor. If you guys saw Game of Thrones, if you saw how he depicted Ramses Bolton and how messed up he was, it was just next level. How sadistic! For God's sakes, he he makes you think that he's gonna feed a man his own genitalia. Mm. Like that's that's some really messed up stuff. Uh, Maximus as a character in the Inhumans universe, not that dark. Uh, for those of you who don't know, but uh, but yeah dark yeah Yeah. it's gonna be dark uh and then the last thing we want to talk about real quick is skinny we've talked this about this with you you seem both upset happy annoyed give it to me content give it to me so (laughs) the x-men series that they're working on for fox yeah so (laughs) because i called it i know (laughs) so they're gonna do they're gonna have jamie chung who was recently on gotham actually Playing uh, Vicky Vale's gra- aunt or something, Valerie Vale. She's sure. that old now? Shit, she was like cheating not too long ago. <laughs> yeah. now, now she's an aunt. Okay, sure. So she's playing, uh, she's going to be playing Blink. All right. So if you watch Days of Future Past, you know who Blink is. Mm. Yup. Um, Skinny has theories. Do you want to, we only have two minutes, so 
to remind everyone, it's going to be set in the future, possibly around Age of Apocalypse era. I don't know, because otherwise, why would you have Blink if it's not going to be Age of Apocalypse? Doesn't make sense. Anyways, um, it'll involve Bishop, hopefully, and Shard, hopefully. But remember, it's a family running. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> Bishop's family running. Bishop's parents, him and his sister, they okay. get offed. Okay. They meet Blink. We got, we got theories. We, he's throwing out those theories. It's there, man. We, we, we actually, I call Cloak and Dagger. I'm true, just saying. true. And the Punisher series. Yes, so. you did. You did. Uh, we got to wrap it up. The show's come to an end. Uh, I want to say a big thank you to our guest, Daniel, a.k.a. Protoman. Yep. Thank you so thank much you. for coming through. Uh, I know you've been saying you wanted to come for a while. So oh, for, I, got a, I, got, I got a big mouth. <laughs> no, you're going to come back for sure. Yeah, yeah definitely. definitely. Toys. Mm-hmm. Um, one last plug, Retro Expo, this Sunday, this February 26th. Sunday. At the Delta Hotel downtown, 475 Avenue, President Kennedy. Plus, is our metro is the closest. If you're coming by car, Google it. I mean, we'll we have the address. And we have uh, indoor parking. It's uh, $15 for the whole day. Just come oh, to, wow. Just come to the front desk. It's indoor, underground, free parking right on site. Uh, not free parking, but it's 15, 15 for yeah. the day. Just come to the front desk. Uh, we'll have a parking pass for you guys and everything. It's usually $38. Oh, wow. That's really know, good. So. Mm. Real quick, we want to tell the people? Just visit the website. Yeah, FranklinArmstrong.com. Yeah, check out our archived episodes of some fun stuff. And yeah, yeah, enjoy. That's it. Don't drink and drive. Always wear your Jimmy Caps. Safe sex is good sex. I'll see you guys this weekend. Don't forget Mixler.com slash CJLO. M-I-X-L-R. 